Well, that was kind of embarrassing. We did not fare well in our first round picks, but we'll charge forward as the playoffs continue. Let's go. Everybody, welcome to another edition of the Stitches Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Manderfeld, and it's not just me and Nick Budig this week. Robert Stangler is back. Welcome back, buddy. You've got a big announcement. We've been hyping it up for the last two weeks. You are living in a new state, my friend. Yeah, I'm finally in Arizona. I'm in Tempe, Arizona. I'm literally a block away. Not even a block away. My next door neighbor, Arizona State campus. Arizona State University is literally my neighbor. It's insane is a whole different environment let me tell you something we were just talking about just earlier about how you have trees and leaves i have palm trees and you think cacti, cacti but in the city you don't really see it as much you gotta go a little little bit out to see it but yeah different plantation in this state yeah i i am sure i mean you're in the sand <laughs> yeah i'm in the sand and uh did you just say plantation by the way? Yeah. i did is that not right I don't know. That's not exactly that's what like you mean. A, That's kind of a a, a, a place. What? Like a farm. Plantation is like, 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 like slave owners had. Yeah. Oh, well. Good so job. I don't man. think you knew what that word meant. So yeah. I'll give you a pass on that one. I won't. <laughs> Nick won't. Uh, but uh, I see you've only been there for a week and your bed's not made, Robert. I, I'm calling you out on it. I'm trying to be your parents while you're out in Arizona. Yeah. And you got none of your pictures hanging up. Come on, dude. <laughs> What have you get, been doing? Get your stuff in order. We're not all yeah. packed over here, right? You're not all unpacked. <laughs> yeah. We're just, we're just going there. Struggling down all over is it, Robert. Is it like 2 in the morning there? That, <laughs> dude, that's okay because we're all going to have uh, some embarrassing moments in this episode because you know, our, like... our playoff predictions were absolutely, absolutely terrible. Right, Nick? Just awful. Yeah. We, I thought we had – I thought our bold picks were, were almost safely – not even bold picks. If that makes any sense. Oh my but gosh. They, which it doesn't really. It doesn't. We are all over the place. Yeah. Well, Robert, Bruce. you're back, so now we're just trying to get back on track. Here, man. Yeah. Good thing you didn't hear my predictions on the show, everybody. I know. Why did I don't even think you like officially said them? So you, maybe you can. Yeah, go you're so safe. I get a pass. You could say, you say you're perfect. I'm for not. All we know. No. No. Nope. Not. I don't. Nope. None of us are. Hey, I got the Mar- Nick and I got the Marlins and Cubs one. We got the Marlins. That's a good one, but I didn't think that was that bold because uh, no. the Cubs just aren't that good. Cubs are kind of trashy. Yeah. All right. Well, we got to get into this episode. Uh, but before we do, I just want to remind you that we're on all the podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music. Honestly, wherever you find your podcasts, you can find us. Um, we'd really appreciate it if you subscribed, if you rated, reviewed, and shared with your friends. We'd uh, Get the word out. Get the word out. We can grow the podcast. Send your questions or comments to thestitchespodcast at gmail.com. That's thestitchespodcast at gmail.com. And we're also on social media. You can find us on Facebook or Twitter. Just search at stitchespod. You'll find us. Okay. Uh, new rule for the name game this week. I can now use what? players that aren't, pl- like, they're ex-players, like historic players. That's fine. Because oh, I'm running out of names in terms of, like, current, current players. You gotta look at it this way. I've been doing this for a year and ten months. I feel like I've exhausted like every funny name that's out there. That's correct. Well, good luck. So, that's all, I got all right. For you. So old players are now in play. So okay. it's gonna get interesting because there are some very very interesting old player names. Can we get uh, two guesses now? Right. Uh, no. 
And what, say wait. their nickname every time. <laughs> so then if you got two guesses, you would automatically get it right because it's yes or no. So exactly. Nick's yeah. logic. Nick's thinking correctly. Yeah. All right. The name today, Birdie Tebbets. Birdie Tebbets. What's some uh, information on him? A catcher with the Tigers. Tibbets? Tebbets. 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 Okay, Tibbets. Robert, yeah. the new Arizona man gets the first guess. Take a swig of that Powerade because you're going to need it. All right. Nicholas? I'm going to have to go with Robert on this. He's a player. All right. We got two two of the guys saying he is a player. So, so even two if of the he's two a guys. baseball player or not, and at the end of the show, we'll reveal it. Okay, where to start, guys, on this one? The first round of the playoffs was kind Oof. of a mess. Uh, I think it's only fitting if we start with the Twins because uh, 18 Yikes. straight postseason losses get swept by the Astros scoring two runs? Two runs. Pretty much only Nelson Cruz drove. It was just Nelson Cruz that drove in runs. Pretty much mm-hmm. the only player that actually did anything besides the pitching. Uh, just another year of, uh, of futility for the Twins, Nick. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's pretty gross. Um, <laughs> pretty gross. It's it. Fitting. It's not even the same team. Everyone, it, it's it's always it's been three coaches, uh, two decades, and it's just it it doesn't make sense. You think if it's the same team for 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 six years in a row and they're always losing, it's not. We've had Joe Maurer was playing at the start of his career when this was going on. Um, and it's been ever since. So, yeah, it, it's just it's very very confounding. Like you said, three managers, multiple teams. The last time the Twins won a postseason game, which was 2004, the White Sox have won the World Series, the Phillies have won the World Series. Hell, the Rays made it to the World Series. I mean, the Cubs have won the World Series. The Cubs have won the World Series. Lots of things have happened. Uh, so it's it's sad, Robert. What do you make of this? Well, as you guys know, I wasn't so big on the Twins when it came to the regular season or even in the postseason. I think the Bomba squad has gone to their head. It has shown up so many times in the playoffs, so many times, but I think this home run philosophy, them specifically because they do not know how to drive runners in scoring position, as shown in that series against Houston. They get runners on, they can't do anything with them. They're relying on that home run. It never happens because these are some pretty good pitchers. I'm not saying Houston has dominant pitching in the bullpen or in the rotation this season, but they're still in the postseason for a reason. They're still pretty good. They're not playing the Tigers or the Royals, which they didn't do very well against anyways, but that's just my perspective on that. The other thing is the Twins players don't know their roles. I think that's very important in today's game. A lot of these guys, they think they're the hero. Like Miguel Sano keeps thinking that he is like this hero player, that he is the three hitter of the Minnesota Twins. When we have Cruz, he's that guy. I know Donaldson hasn't been around, so he can't fit his role. Luis Arise has done fine in his role. Max Kepler, as much as I hate him, I've I've had uh, debates with some of our other buddies about him. He still gets on base in the fact that he walks. Kepler's role is to walk. He gets on base. That's all that matters. His home runs don't matter. I'm sorry, but his Bomba squads don't matter. Not for Kepler. He just gets on base. And that's when you hope that Cruz and Donaldson get it in. Unfortunately, Donaldson was not in this series, so someone else had to step up. Nobody did. Only Cruz, Cruz did. Yeah, that's yeah. not how you win ball games. 
That is just not how you win. And like I said, they left too many guys on base. And it Unacceptable. Was, the Astros were kind of ripe for the picking. I mean, their offense kind of got going at the end of game two. But for the most part, they their bats were quiet. The Twins pitching actually did really well. I placed the blame solely on the Twins offense. And I think mm-hmm. there are a lot of people saying this is Rocco Baldelli's fault. Now, I can't say what I know about the... I don't know anything about the clubhouse. So I don't know if it's like he's just not a good motivational leader. It's hard to say. But... I don't think I blame anything on terms, in terms of his decisions. I think he did just a fine job. You know, Romo in that eighth inning, you know, in game one where the Twins were tied one-to-one, he gets that mm-hmm. third out, and Polanco makes a bad throw, and the, the inning's extended, and he walks. Yes, he walks the next, but he got that third out. He did his job. Polanco didn't do his. And so I don't place yeah. the blame on Romo. I don't place – it was all on the offense because if you score more runs, it's not an issue. Also, the defense wasn't very good either. There was some really sloppy defense, especially it's, from... It's so forgotten. Yeah. And that's, that leads to a, to a broader point because, Robert, you're making the point, and I've noticed it a lot this year too, situational hitting is absolutely not a, not a priority for baseball teams. Just the window. No, it's gone. Look at the it's Cincinnati gone. Reds. Literally didn't even score <laughs> one run. I think they went 0 for Atrocious. like 12 with runners in scoring position in game one. And it's... And it's not just those the Twins or the and the Reds. It's more than just those teams. You see it even in the game that's going on right now with the A's and Astros. It, there's a lot of runs, but the situational hitting, except for the Astros, they just had a big inning. But the Athletics haven't had a lot of situational hitting. It's it's mm-hmm. kind of sad to see because um, in the playoffs, every run is crucial. And I think yeah. Robert has a point when he says these home runs have gotten to the heads of these hitters. Where they just want to hit a three-run home run instead of hit a single to drive one run in, and then and you, you know strike out. And like Miguel Sano is the prime example with, you know, leading the major leagues in strikeout rate this year. Like forty-two percent of the time he struck out this year, absolutely ridiculous. And if you're doing that, and and with runners in scoring position, you're a detriment to your team. And I think there's going to have to have some very hard conversations with some of those players that do that. I don't know if they will yeah. because front offices are obsessed with exit velocity and and I'm the I'm the number one guy when it comes to analytics, but it's <laughs> it's it's gone a little bit too far because you look at a guy like Sano, I'll bring him up again. If if he continues what he did this year and he does it next year, twins are gonna have to look very hard about replacing him or getting rid of him because he was a detriment to the team. Yeah. Yeah, he had bases loaded and he did that when that first game and he couldn't get him in. And that was a first inning against Granky when he walked was it three batters or two batters? That's just unacceptable. Yeah, that's, a, that's an opportunity to blow it out. Yeah. And Robert and you and I were talking. The Astros in this series and in or this game so far and in the, the Polanco thing, they took advantage of the of twin, of twin the errors. They took advantage of Simeon's error, uh, Polanco's error. Uh, the Twins couldn't do that. I, I think it was Altuve had an error against the Twins, yeah. and the Twins just didn't do anything with it. They had an opportunity to, to really open that game up and – the Astros, they're 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 they have a, had a low offensive output this year, but they still know how to make contact. Uh, it's and it's just a matter of fact that strikeouts is impossible to be in a productive out. If you make contact, there's a chance of being productive. And you know what's not amazing? Make, striking out nothing. And you know what's amazing about that, Nick, is with all the movement, all the spin rates that we have in baseball today. If you just make contact, you have no idea where that baseball is going to go. Do you know how hard it is to sometimes with shifts? Mm-hmm. And you do you know how yeah. hard it is? To, for a fielder to make a routine play apparently now 
because of all the spin and everything on a baseball, they, it looks like it's so running. easy. And then all of a sudden they throw an air mail to first base or something just doesn't work out or whatever. Like Marcus yeah. Simeon in this game, he got like a should have been routine ball, but there could be spin on it or something. I mean, and I'm I mean, not saying that he doesn't make that play 9 out of 10, but the thing is, in big spots, if he doesn't make that play, he's going to look bad. But And in, in talking about Luke, Luke's point with the shift, I mean, he was – when a normal second baseman spot and you play shortstop, mm-hmm. that's a that does not a normal well. throw for him. I think no, Fields getting used. Third. I think Fields getting used to that, but it's still kind of a but weird. But still, thing. that's such a that's a weird and thing. You don't you see that? There's every a day. point to be made though about there is contact that is actually worse than striking out. And that's a double play. Uh, that's you know there's there's ways that it's worse, um, but two out hitting is what I'm kind of getting at, or two mm-hmm. out hitting or you know a guy at second or third, not really a double play situation. You can't strike out there. You got to at least move the run over, or if there's two outs, you got to find a way to get to get a hit. And we saw literally none of that this first round. It was even not just the like Reds and Twins. A lot of teams were very poor at mm-hmm. it. Getting to the mm-hmm. Reds, uh, they broke the postseason record. Twenty-two straight innings without scoring a run is a postseason record. The previous record was twenty. They didn't score any runs in the two-game you know sweep. Uh, even though they went, what was it, 16, 14 innings in the first game, and they had multiple chances to score. Uh, so, mm-hmm. yes, Nick picked the Twins to win the World Series. They played like garbage. I picked the Reds to win the World Series in our playoff predictions. They played like garbage. Should have just stuck to our, like, our previous like preseason picks, Nick, instead of trying to switch yeah, it up in the playoffs. But, um, <gasps> Got too cute. The Reds were absolutely terrible. The Braves weren't even that good. And they won. Mm-hmm. Um, good pitching, though. I'll, I'll give Trevor Bauer looked really good. Max Fried looked really good. And uh, Ian Anderson, the top prospect, stepped up like for them, stud. too. Um, and then Marlins and Cubs. Sixto Sanchez looking like a real stud in that series, too, even though the Cubs offense is really bad. Uh, you Darvish mm-hmm. looked good, and he ended up you know, not getting the wind uh, win. Uh, what are some, some of the standout players for you in the first round and some players that you're looking forward to watching going forward, Robert? Uh, for me, some of the standouts is just really the Rays in general. Tampa Bay has just played their fundamental. They've played their brand of baseball. I mean, that's the reason why they are as far as they are. They're not trying to stray away from philosophies that people believe in in the postseason. They're literally just playing their brand of baseball. They're not just relying on home runs. They're getting their timely hits. Uh, Randy Rosarena had a triple, which is pretty rare in baseball now. Getting a triple, mm-hmm. I know it's situational. It doesn't really it doesn't really matter. But it's the fact that he's beating out a double into a triple. He's throwing some speed. The Rays are bringing stolen bases back. Uh, they were my pick for the World Series and to win it because of the way they played their baseball game. They just have a different philosophy than everybody else. It's not a big Bomba squad team. It's not a, time, a great timely hitting team. It's just a smart baseball team. And they're going to beat you with matchups, and that's why they're so good. And they can play anybody's best three, four, five hitters with their best bullpen arms. Uh, if they need to bring out a starter out of that pen as well, they'll do it. They just know how to win ball games, and they play good defense. That's the other thing. Look, defense is so forgotten in today's game. I've seen three errors already in this whole postseason, not just one game, but a few games that have cost teams runs, and that's just unacceptable. You have to get the fundamentals down when it matters most, and they just can't do it. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I, the standout guy, I was going to go with Randy Rosarina and he's hitting third today by the way uh he's Monday he's night. been he's he been the, the Rays best hitter as of late and it's it's like you said Robert it's the Rays way uh it seems like every year they have a different guy leading the way uh fam in tw- it's a 2017 2018 then CJ Crone took over for fam 
uh, and then they had Austin Meadows, and it was Brandon Lau, and now it's Randy Orzarena. Now he's only, I don't think he's had 100 plate appearances yet, or 100 at-bats or whatever um, this season because when he was out, but the Rays just find guys to do stuff, and they find guys that work. Randy Orzarena has, has a top 10 ISO power right now because of what he does. But uh, like you said, the the Rays just are are have been incredible. But my standout is is Max Fried and uh, Ian Anderson for the Braves coming into the the playoffs. We we're all everyone was all concerned just because that rotation was just kind of a hodgepodge of of who can fill in this spot. The offense was going to score. We all know they have three potential MVPs on that team with Ozuna, Freeman, and Acuna. But the pitching was the big concern. And I mean the Reds haven't Reds all season haven't been good, but they've been hot as of late. And the Braves pitching stepped up. Ian Anderson and Max Fried did what, what, what you expect out of elite elite prospects. And then the bullpen came in and, and just shut the door. So if Braves had that pitching, I'd say the Braves are one of the most dangerous teams. Yeah, definitely. Um, Randy Rosarena is one of those guys that the Cardinals traded him last year for, you know, Matthew Libertori, who's actually a really good pitcher. But, man, could the Cardinals have used him in that lineup that <laughs> offense was anemic and he's looking like a real stud i knew we all knew he's a stud i mean he, when he when he was up with the cardinals he performed and you look at his minors numbers there's no no reason he shouldn't have got like i don't even think he's on any top 100 prospect list anything like that he got like no love but the dude just mm-hmm. put up numbers wherever he went that's why prospects prospect lists you put a grain of salt on them there's always players in minors that put up but they don't get the love because they weren't a high draft pick or or whatever. Rosarena is one of those guys. Mm-hmm. And he, like I said, looking like a real stud middle of the order. He's in third for the Rays in game one of the division series. Very, very impressive. Yeah, and and he was hitter. absolutely amazing in spring, too. That's when I was raving about him. I was like, this guy's gross. And he man. steals. He, he can balls. steal. He's a 2020 he does, he does guy. Everything. He's got a strong arm. He does everything. He, he can be a 2020 guy. He was a 2020 guy in the minors. I just. I, mean, I think there's a lot more. A lot of pop. It's hard to get mad at the done. Cardinals' return because Matthew Libertori is like a top 100 prospect, but he's very, very young and probably not a guy that Cardinals needed. Yeah. I mean, the Rays never lose trades, so. The Rays never lose trades. They know what they're doing. And so far, they're looking pretty good on this one. Like, imagine if they had, like, Dylan Carlson and Rosarena in the outfield next year. That would, that would look yeah, a lot that better. Would look that, a would lot be, better. A, that would look Harrison better. I mean, Dylan Carlson looked really good Carlson. in that first round, uh, even though the Cardinals got eliminated. He was one of the – him and Goldie, back-to-back, actually looked really good. Uh, I think uh, Carlson drove in Goldie a few times, and Goldie was clutch as always. And mm-hmm. so uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him next year, but Rosarena looks really, really good. I will say that I do want to defend my boy Luis Robert. As bad as he was <laughs> at the end of the season, he actually picked up a little bit in the postseason. He changed he really his good. hitting mechanics. If you look at his footwork, something that maybe a lot of people didn't notice, he actually planted his feet. His feet are down. He is not on. His heels are not risen. He does not have uh, high heels. His heels really are not important. risen like Jesus. Yes, mm, yeah. that's exactly. right. They have not risen yet. <laughs> <laughs> Come there, back it's, that, it's, it's really important because he seems to try, when he had that leg kick going, it was so against him. I mean, when you have your heels risen and <laughs> you have that, what, what's what's the proper English? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you're trying to say. <laughs> his, his heels, heels are, are raised. Yes, his heels yeah. are raised. So if you go look at it, his heels are off the ground. 
It's not. It's not good. He's on his tippy toes. He's on his tippy toes. Yes, okay. pretty much when he's swinging. It's not good. <laughs> can you imagine that? And then can you imagine trying to do that with a leg kick? That's not good. That's really bad. Yeah. Well, that's why he actually, was so off. Luis Robert, his timing was off. At the beginning of the year, there was the guy that I was really concerned about the strikeout rate. He got figured out big time, but he did come on strong yeah. in that first round. And they, yeah, the White Sox lost, but he had the home. Yeah, second he had the home run. run. And so that was really important for for him to. I think he needed that too to just kind of end the season on a decent note. Mm-hmm. So having a good series. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your White Sox a little bit because they put up a really good fight against the A's, and it really came down to the wire there. Um, honestly, the White Sox impressed me a lot. I thought they weren't going to do much in the postseason, um, but they actually put up a lot of noise. Yeah, I was really disappointed in the fact that they lost the A's. I really thought they were the better team. But the A's put out the experience. They did the timely hitting. They did the simple things that the White Sox just couldn't do. The White Sox had a ton of hits. I think there was one game where they had 11 or 12 hits, and they didn't get any uh, enough runs to be driven in. It was a huge issue for them. Again, they have this home run mentality because they led the American League in home runs. They're thinking, oh, we're just going to go out there, guys. We're going to take some G-hacks. No, this is the postseason. It doesn't work like that and you're facing the best bullpen in the American League. Actually, I think it's the majors, and that's the Oakland Athletics. They're going to beat you in many ways because you're not taking real hacks. You're not taking smart inning situations here. You're just going up there, and you're trying to leave the yard, and that's just not how you win postseason baseball. I cannot stress that enough in baseball that it has just turned so much into this frenzy of you know what the fans want. And if I'm a fan, I want a World Series ring. I don't care how you get it, but I can tell you right now, I have never seen a team lead a league in any division or whatever in home runs and win a World Series. I have yet to seen it. I don't think it's going to happen. It's it's just not the way of baseball. That's not how you win ball games. It's not how you manufacture runs. And a big concern for them was, I mean, Garrett Crochet, I don't know. It could be a pretty big issue. Uh, it looks like he left the game. His velocity was down. His arm, he was having forearm issues, or I don't remember exactly what it was, but uh, classic Tommy John signs. So we don't have any word on him yet, but that's a that'd be a pretty big loss. They didn't have him for next year. But um, I'm going to be all over the White Sox next year, I'll tell you right now. I think they're going to be very, very good. And mm-hmm. um, if they make just even like one or two pit, uh, acquisitions for their pitching staff, whether that be in the bullpen or in the rotation, uh, they are going to be tough to beat. And they already proved yeah. it this year they were tough to beat. The Twins, they lost the division to the Twins. The Twins didn't really win that division. So Yeah, that's that's what really made that me mad. That Indian series just pissed me off. Yeah. Because it's not that the Twins didn't play bad baseball. They played the brand their brand of baseball, and they got what they got, and that's the division title. But the White Sox had to play the Indians, the good pitching, and when it mattered most against good pitchers, the White Sox just choked. They didn't have it couldn't figure it out they had runners on and they just couldn't drive them in again that mentality of just trying to hit over the fence it just isn't going to work against Shane Bieber Aaron Savali it's just not a thing I'm sorry White Sox you had it coming I'm sorry yeah mm-hmm. yeah they just they lost it uh what's well, there's a couple of teams we haven't talked about yet and then we'll uh, we'll end on this the Padres are matching up in the NLDS that's going to be a very very good series I think you got kind of the big Giants and the Dodgers against the Padres who don't have a lot of postseason success under their belt. Um, Fernando Tatis looked very, very good in that first round. Uh, Manny Machado, mm-hmm. he's been hot since like late August. He's looking very good. Will Myers had a couple of home runs in a game, too. Uh, this Padres offense is clicking all cylinders. For them, the question is pitching, um, but it looks like they might get Clevenger back, which would be very, very huge for them. 
Yeah, I, 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 I agree with what you said about the Padres and the concern of their pitching. Um, I don't think a starter, I think they went about two and a third was the average for the starters against the Cardinals. Um, and that's just not going to really fly against a, an offense like the Dodgers when you have Mookie Betts in that lineup and potential of Cody Bellinger. And uh, just, I mean, it's just such a deep offense. Uh, so I think they, they were lucky to get a Cardinals offense that doesn't that hadn't performed well this year. But, uh, I mean, they have an offense of their own that that could light up light up some scoreboards. And I think they have a chance to light up the Dodgers pitching staff just as well as the Dodgers could light up their pitching staff. So, I mean, it will be a fun series. And I think it will come down to experience. The Dodgers just look impenetrable against the Brewers. They, look, they mm-hmm. looked very good. Um, Brewers didn't really have a chance there. And, like, cutting Kershaw, eight, no. like, eight innings, 13 strikeouts. Uh, that is a different Clayton Kershaw than we're used to in the playoffs. And if he can pitch well in the playoffs, I think it's good night for the NL uh, because yeah. Dodgers are going to the World Series if Kershaw's on. And he's been bad against some some bad offenses in the playoffs. So, I mean, no matter what you get out of him, it's a good sign, even if he's against the Brewers. Yeah. We might get the Rays-Dodgers like Robert predicted at the beginning of the year. <laughs> could happen. <laughs> little Nick Budig kind of there prediction, you, you know? I mean, there the Rays go. and Dodgers looked like the best teams in the first round. Like, they just didn't really have any issues yeah. taking care of business. Um, when the Rays face off against the Yankees, and what will be another very good matchup, that's on Monday night. And, uh, yeah. I mean, honest. I think that's the that's, biggest one. That's going to be huge. Me. Garrett Cole on the mound. Can he perform? Because that's going to be huge. Um, the Rays have kind of teed off on him this year. Yeah. Yeah. The Rays really got is. those. Those 90-mile-per-hour horses in the pen. They just don't care what starter you throw out there. They're just going to go out there and grind at bats and do the Rayway. And this is the win games. It doesn't matter if it's one nothing or if it's 5-1. to one. They go out there and they win ball games. They just yeah, they'll put, they put everybody out there. They're not they're not playing this rest game. No, no, no. They're just throwing. Whoever the matchup yeah. is, they're putting them out yeah. there. We're not resting. We're winning. We're going for a World Series. Mm-hmm. And they can you know? they, de- they yeah. deploy that, that defensive specialist team. Yeah, and and an outfield with Margot, yeah. Marisa, and Kiermaier. And a really good sign for the Yankees is Stanton was hitting very well in that series. Um, yeah, if he's healthy and and Judge was healthy too, uh, that lineup is going to be mean, and everyone knows that. It's just a question of are they going to be healthy? So mm-hmm. we'll see how many fastballs down the middle they get. Probably not many with the Rays. I saw I saw, I saw the Stanton home run. <laughs> it was a fastball down the middle. I'm Not guessing impressed. the Rays aren't going to throw Once him any fastballs. Once again, a mistake <laughs> by a pitcher making a if he hitter good. That just it's makes me like, so like mad. The Rays will not throw him fastballs. No, he's going to get if he gets a fastball, it's going to have insane. Which spin is surprising to me. The Indians, you would think they'd know better. Like just throw him. Don't even he throw would. him a fastball. Don't even yeah. think about it. <laughs> unless he can prove. Well, it was one. It was one zero. It was one zero. I think it was. It doesn't even like unless he proves he can so hit a breaking like, ball. I mean, don't throw him a yeah. fastball. Yeah, like actually. Especially Judge. Judge is worse hitting breaking balls than Stan, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I like I like Judge as a complete yeah, hitter more than I've ever liked Stan. So. But the, there was that yeah, postseason exactly. his rookie year where he just went cold because mm-hmm. he couldn't hit a breaking ball. I really don't have a rip on Judge that much. Yeah. Well he strikes out a lot too. Well he does, but he also plays decent or solid defense thanks to his he's range very good and his at body size. He's tall. Yeah, yeah, so he's got a strong yeah. arm. He's got a hose. Yep. And he just has good plate skills. What would you guys think really if we got a Marlins A's World Series? <laughs> like the most unlikely teams, or Marlins um, Mar- Marlins Rays I, would be fun. Florida, that would be I don't want to be good for ratings, but 
They'd have like 800 yeah. fans watching. It's like I'd watch <laughs> it. I'd be totally tuned into that one. I would be all for it. Sixto Sanchez, man. Start Let's off, go. Start off Florida. Dude, Sixto Sanchez like is the, so nasty. Yeah. His changeup change is the, so. The gross. fact that he keeps it, he keeps it so consistent. Like he's not out here trying to strike out 15 batters in six innings. His K per nine actually wasn't like super amazing. He just knows yeah. how to be a pitcher in his rookie year. That's, That's why I would important. say. That's he huge. was kind of nibbling a lot in that game. He was, I think, he was trying to get strikeouts a little bit too much in that first Maybe. game because he did. He had a really good start, exactly. but I felt like he could even go deeper. The Cubs' offense is just so bad; they made him look really, really good. But I thought he could have got burned a few times. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. He's gonna be fun to watch going forward, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's only, he's gonna, only gonna, gonna get better. better. I mean, Nick talked about his fastball being so straight. It is. If he gets more spin on it, he's gonna be disgusted. Yeah, he needs to put some like cut action or two seam action on it. Yeah, maybe get a cutter or something too. Who knows? Yeah, well, he's right now. He's got what fast fastball, changeup, slider. I think right. he does have a yeah, sinker, right. but he doesn't throw it right. a lot. Like, I think they classify his fastball as like a sinker. A show or me pitch. Could be. I don't know yeah. exactly how it is, but so it is very could, straight. That could be about. Yeah. But when you throw 100 miles an hour, you can get away with a straight fastball once in a while, mm-hmm. especially exactly. when you have a changeup. Especially when you have really good plus yeah. plus pitches. His changeup's like high 80s too, and so. His, it's yeah, not even disgusting. like a traditional changeup. It's more of a breaking ball, I would say. Um, I guess that's what a lot of changeups are these days, more of a breaking ball than an actual changeup. They're really hard, yeah. But there's a guy for the – I can't remember who it was for the Padres. So it was like a straight change. that um, You don't see that very often, though. So, All right. Well, guys, uh, first round was kind of a mess for our picks. I think – actually, I looked it up. I actually think I got half of them right. I got the Rays, the A's – the Marlins and the Dodgers, right? So half of them. More, better than I thought. It's all right. But um, I did it's have the Reds good. winning the World Series, and they're out. And Nick had the Twins winning the World Series, and they're out. Robert, you had the Rays winning the World yeah. Series? Yeah. yeah. So you, you're still in it. You're, you're looking pretty good. It. And the Dodgers in the World yeah. Series against them. So. Loving the Dodgers, are you? I, they're so You know, good. as much as I thought the Diamondbacks would upset them, the Dodgers were still in the World and Series. That so that's all get close matters. to happening. That's, it's all that matters. Hey, that's all like that the matters. Third worst team in the baseball. All that matters. Hey, Starling Marte in the World Series. Yeah, good for him. He should. He's a good player. I'm happy for him. I love Starling Marte. Yeah. Okay. He's gonna play through a broken pinky, dude. That dude's uh, good. He's, he's a, a grinder. I love yeah, it. All right, well, second round's gonna be fun. Uh, there's a lot of good matchups. A lot of tense matchups too. There's some history between every team that's in this uh, second round. Yeah, they're all rivalries. Yeah. They're all Especially rivalries. if Mike Fires goes against the Astros. That is going to be interesting. He didn't pitch Ooh. against them at all this year, apparently. So, surprisingly, wow. even though they played each other That's like 10 times. There's a little That's bad blood really in that exciting. Padres series with Tatis Jr. Well, yeah, there was, against the Dodgers. There's a little, yeah, there, there's a little blood there was, in there. Yep. Yeah. Kershaw. And, yeah. and then yeah. the... So that'll be interesting. Don't underestimate the... Uh, what was the series? The Marlins and Braves, because... Uh, Acuna got thrown at by uh, what's his name? Oh yeah, Jose yeah. Arena. Remember that? Just yeah. because Acuna yeah, was like really being <laughs> Arena essentially said he's, he's too good, so I had to throw at him, and so oh my, there's gosh. bad blood there too. There's it's everywhere. Right, that's true. That is so true. And the Marlins that's actually right. played really well against the Braves this year. So and then the Rays and Yankees already have baked in rivalry because they're, you know, mm-hmm. the Rays want to beat the Yankees, obviously. Oh yeah. Big, bad Yankees. And then there was that one where Chapman threw behind the hitter, and uh, Kevin Cash said, uh, mm, well, if they want to play yeah, like that, we've got a whole pen of guys that throw 100 miles an hour. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> not a good idea, Yankees. Yeah. Not a good idea. All right, let's do the name game, wrap things up here. The name game I gave the guys was Birdie Tebbets. And, yes, he is a baseball player. You guys were all over that one. 
Um, yeah, I, I thought it? I could get you with the birdie because like you, you always think I see look out the window and find uh, something. It's the fact that you said like I'm gonna go after something. Yeah, well, I had to. Players. I had to. It, I can't just like, like make. I can't just like change the rules without telling you. No, it was just the first the All first right. episode. Maybe though, going forward, know, I'll, it'll just, be better. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Lamp. All right. Well, make sure you're subscribed to our podcast. You want to listen to more episodes throughout the postseason. Uh, we're on all your podcast platforms. Just search uh, The Stitches Podcast. You'll find us. Make sure to uh, rate, subscribe, and review, uh, review and share with your friends. We're on social media. We're at Stitches Pod on Twitter and Facebook. We also have an email account. It's thestitchespodcast at gmail.com. That's thestitchespodcast at gmail.com. All right. Enjoy the second round, and we'll be back next week with more uh, baseball talk. Take care.